Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. Hello, Katie. And Cameron Spin. How you doing? Ew. Uh, yeah, you Ooh, know. I don't like that. No, it's good. Anytime I get to hang out with you two, it's a good day. Mm. Well, you know, when your spirit animal is Eeyore, how good can any one day be? <laughs> so... <laughs> So if Eeyore is your spirit animal, what's the I polar bear? it's all right. I mean, you know, polar bear just makes me happy. No, I like it. But they're really vicious, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're, they're, you don't play with polar bears. Yeah, you don't mess around with the polar bear. Polar bears eat other polar bears. I mean, they don't, they, they don't mess around. It's one of those F around and find out kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> Today's a big day, isn't it? Milestone day? Yeah. We have rambled on for, what? what is it, 150? The big 150. 150 episodes. That's crazy. And this is the official end of season five. And while the quality of the content may have from time to time, for at least some people, maybe possibly been questionable, the fact is that we have released 150 episodes in a row. Yeah. In other words, we have not missed a week since we started. Yep. 150 Thursdays. We've never rehashed an old episode. We've never done a best of. It is new content every week, noon on Thursday. I mean, this is our first time really kind of testing it out in the new studio. We're still not fully done. Still got a couple of touches to do, some acoustic tiles on the wall, all of that. But um, if we sound better... We're sounding mighty crispy. Then uh, that's why. We should do a segment we haven't done in a while. Okay. I'm thinking weekly volatility. Ah, uh, the up and the down. Our upswing and downswing for the week. <laughs> Katie, you want to start? Yeah, uh, let's see. Since we haven't done it in a while, my up, uh, I don't think I've said it on the podcast yet, but I am one of the 40 under 40 for the Memphis Business Journal. Ooh. <laughs> um, I, I got the email when I was sick as a dog at home and I'm like, did they mean this for somebody else? Like, is this just a spam? What is this? And it really took me a couple of days to be like, oh. I think I even said it to you, Cam. I was like, is this legit? (laughs) I was like, are you kidding me? Respond, baby, respond. (laughs) It's pretty fun. We did our photo shoot and um, now there's an award ceremony or I guess a little celebration ceremony coming up. So I guess that's my up. Um, Down, I mean, we're still wrapping up tax season. It's when it always surprises me because people just forget. We do it every year, but everyone's like, oh, oh, it's tax season again. Like, yes. Happens every 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 April. You. It's always here. So I mean that's that's just been a little chaotic of just kind of trying to wrangle all of that and you know take care of our clients. But that that would be my down, I guess. Very cool. I'll go next. So I have a four year old iPhone that uh, would only work if it was like plugged in, which was getting old. So I just got a brand new iPhone. Yay! And it feels good to be living in twenty twenty three. I should say. What did you get? The uh, fourteen Pro Max. The fourteen. It's Pro. still being set up as we speak. Okay. Oh. That doesn't look like a Max. I mean, that that doesn't look huge. Yeah, I, they I, like shrink the form factor. Still the same big screen size as the old one, but the bezels are smaller. You so fancy? So fancy. My upswing and downswing are both like financial related. My downswing would be, uh, so as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I was in a car accident in November and uh, I've been borrowing a friend's truck. Shout out to Alan. Um, and I was going to purchase a neighbor's truck and get it all done this week. But he contacted me and said, well, the car I just got in didn't have all the bells and whistles I ordered. So it was going to be a few more weeks. Uh, I'm still going to buy that truck, but it's not going to be. But you soon. just don't have it as quickly as you want it. Yeah. yeah. You had that anticipation, excitement, and then it got pulled away. It's, oh. it's more just like awkwardness with the friend. Like yeah. he's letting me borrow the truck, but it's been like three months. I'm like, mm. can I use it a little longer? Mm-hmm. So that's my up and down swing. Court? 
My upswing is that the weather has become not depressing here in the last few days. I mean, like, I guys, I don't know if I could have handled another week of nothing but just pouring down rain. So the fact that it's sunny, it's in the 70s, this is my favorite kind of weather. Sunny in the the 70s is about perfect. I just did a chef's kiss. It's lovely. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is a good time of year. Did you just say chef's kiss? You are so trendy. <laughs> Sorry. I have kids. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, was <laughs> saying, I have seen Keiki post that a good yeah. bit. So as long as the sun is out, the temperature can be anywhere between like, say, 50, 55 and 70 to 75. Anything above 75 and I start to feel like it's too hot outside and anything below 50 to 55, I feel like it's a little too cold. But if the sun is out in that temperature range, then I'm a pretty happy man. And it is out. It has been out for a few days now and it is in the right kind of range. I agree. I was telling Abby the other day, I was like, my happy temperature is 67 degrees and sunny. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. You're only going to be happy for a couple of weeks then because the Memphis heat is mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you can't do anything about Memphis heat at this point. Time of year where your legs burn to your seats. Mm, love it. Love it. So... <laughs> Downside is uh, all that rain that just went away that that I was just mentioning did some property damage for us, and so we're we're having to deal with uh, with fixing some some pretty severe property damage just from really not even like the last few days of rain. We're talking like the last month. It has just been flood after flood of rain here. And it really did a number on our property. So literally raised your pool out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you raised me up. <laughs> well, that was our weekly volatility. Okay. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to keep our trend going, aren't we? Yeah. So last time we talked about the debt consolidation and court kind of teased a little bit the bankruptcy. Yeah. I didn't even really mean like it was going to be the next episode coming, but that looks like what's happening, guys. (laughs) We're going to talk about it. Bankruptcy is one of those topics that I think as financial advisors, we really prefer to avoid. We do not want our clients filing bankruptcy. We want to help them find ways to avoid that uh, forever and ever for their whole lives. But... It is a topic that some people would like to know about, but either because they've faced it uh, or because they just are, are interested in what exactly it is that a bankruptcy entails. So we feel like we should at least give it some coverage, but we are going to tell you that if you're facing financial issues, obviously come to us and we can uh, hopefully help you at, with your financial issues so you do not have to file bankruptcy so that bankruptcy is never a threat for you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this because I think as a kid, I always pictured bankruptcy as like, everything is taken away and you were just sitting there like with your papers that said you filed bankruptcy and well, you just yeah. gave up. The, I mean, think about it. Monopoly was the, the, yeah. the my first exposure to bankruptcy. You'd land on chance or the community chest and you'd say, oh, you filed bankruptcy. Give up all your money and go to jail. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. oh, Lord, have, have, you know. That's, that's why it's in my head. I think about yeah. going to jail when you yeah. get bankruptcy and like, <laughs> That's not what actually That's happens. not what happens. Yeah. Keep that in your head that that's actually what happens. So then it maybe scares you enough to come and talk to somebody like us to help you. But yeah. Okay. We've got a fun list as always. The uh, most powerful fictional corporations in TV shows. I love number one. Yeah. So this is a a great list. And obviously the reason why we're talking about powerful financial corporations is you may have heard um, a lot of times throughout your life of large corporations, 
filing bankruptcy and, you know, they're... Or getting a bailout. We've, we've ba- been talking about people yeah. getting bailouts lately. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why we're obviously talking about large corporations. So, we will start number one, Waystar... Is Royco. It Royco. I w- I'm watching this show now. It is one of my favorite shows. Yeah. So, this is Succession. I'm still in season two beginning, so I'm trying to catch up. Mm. Greatest theme song, right? That's yeah, a great... I mean, the whole show is just very dark. And very rich. I think that's why I like it. It's just like rich people living. Yeah. Nancy Myers movie, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I've heard people say like, that's kind of reality of what these large families are like for these dynasty families, essentially. It's a corporation that has media, entertainment, parks, cruises, all industries. It's a powerful force run by equally powerful fractured families of the Roy's. And um, yeah. His kids are crazy. The kids are crazy. It's all a power struggle. The, the entire show kicks off with the company in a financial crisis. Yes, yeah, it does. Like the, the very beginning of the show, first season, first episode, financial crisis. So again, you know, that yeah. idea, major massive corporation in a financial crisis. And then what do they do to try and get out of it? Yeah. And think of Waystar as like Disney. They've got news. They've got theme parks. They've got Everything. All these conglomerates are huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they like get into the political game, yep. and like uh, the kids are trying to take over or change stuff. And I mean, I'm I'm still new into it all, but I can tell it's intense. The next one is E Corp, which is uh, Mr. Robot, nicknamed Evil Corp. E Corp represents everything that's worth despising about corporate America. With influence all around the world, the multinational conglomerate makes technology products like computers, phones, and tablets, and owns banks and consumer credit divisions. And of course, our hero of Mr. Robot, if you're familiar with the show, he comes up against uh, he comes up against E Corp, or is he working for E Corp at the very beginning? I didn't watch all of the show. Uh, I didn't watch it all, but I watched the first season. And in the first season, I can't remember if he's working for E Corp or if he is trying to bring down E Corp. But anyway, it's a fascinating show. I get a fun one. Acme from Looney Tunes. Oh, yes. (laughs) And I didn't know this, but Acme translates to highest point. What language is that? Latin? I don't know. (laughs) The Acme. It's like the Zenith, I guess. Exactly. Sure. Anyways, we all know the cartoons where uh, they've got the anvils and the bombs. Wile E. Coyote uh, uses all of the products. But the funny thing is the products don't work very well. No. (laughs) So the highest point, they're trash products. You know what real life company reminds me of Acme a lot? Ooh, trash products. Uh Uh-oh. Who? Well, I hate I hate to say it after Cameron <laughs> just called them cat trash products because I'm not trying to like call them out, but Amway. Oh, because yeah. I, I just like Amway. The Amway name was everywhere uh, when I was a kid. I saw Amway products everywhere, and it, and then I always thought it was it was kind of like is that still a thing? Amway is still around, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're mostly I think cleaning products, but I just remember when I was a kid, I saw Amway everywhere. And it always reminded me of Acme. Have either of y'all seen the next one? Because I haven't, so I don't know that I can really talk about that one. I've seen the first few seasons. The Dharma Initiative is is from Lost. It's this mysterious company that's kind of basically behind a whole lot of the, the, the weird things that are going on on the island. It stands for the Department of Heuristics and Research on Material Applications. Ooh, that's so a stretch. It, yeah, Ooh. it conducted uh, scientific research on on the island for for basically decades while while on the island, and then when our our lost people who crash landed an airplane on the island got there. Dharma was kind of like this thing that had been there, but, you know, for at least the first little while, it looked like Dharma had evacuated the island, yeah. had abandoned the island. Like yeah, a but, lot of bunkers, empty bunkers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So another one that I think is highly controversial, a lot of people have talked about this because it's a spinoff, is uh, Luther Corp from Smallville. 
um, everybody has opinions about how you portray like Superman and all the action stars. But this is obviously Lex Luthor, billion dollar corporation founded by Lionel Luthor. Yeah, Lionel is Lex's dad. Oh, Lionel. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I don't uh, know why Lionel is British, but he is. <laughs> Lionel is a presence on the show, okay. and so this is this is young Clark and young Lex and young everybody else, young Lois, young Lana yeah. Lang. Uh, I mean, it's it's all of them. But they're all young, and so the the parents play a, a larger role in the show than they normally would when Superman and Lex Luthor are all grown-ups. Yeah, so the company was, you know, very humble and was with pesticides, fertilizers, agricultural products, and then, as most that start that way, turns into bombs, <laughs> <laughs> weapons, biotechnology, bombs. communication products, electronics, and even pharmaceuticals. Of course. Because, you know, you go from soil to pharmaceuticals. Right? And as is a theme with a lot of our other companies, um, they, they do run into some financial troubles over the over the course of many seasons. I think Smallville aired for 10 seasons and it it had financial struggles over the over those 10 seasons. So, uh, you know, there's kind of a theme going on here. A lot of these companies not are just big fictional corporations and TV shows, but they're also big fictional corporations that had a lot of financial problems. Yes. Which is kind of telling of all corporations like they're so so big that one small move in the wrong direction and it can really change a lot of stuff hmm. speaking of wrong direction our, our round robin here is all jacked up <laughs> katie threw that uno reverse card <laughs> i guess i'll take the next one yeah the bluth company from arrested development which is one of the funniest shows i've ever seen have y'all watched it? oh yeah so no it's so quotable i'm just gonna read this description is that like in the same realm with like the office that i still haven't seen in parks and rec uh, this, is, this is, is not this is, like the office. this is quirkier darker i don't I mean, know if dark's the right word but it's just a whole different animal. And it's not a documentary format. No, it's not. Yeah, no, you should watch it. It's just (laughs) one-liner after one-liner. It's funny. But George Bluth founded the Bluth Company, a real estate development firm that illegally made homes in Iraq while working with (laughs) Saddam Hussein on the hilarious series Arrested Development. George Bluth was eventually arrested for fraud, see Arrested Development, and for using his client's money to fund his own personal expenses. And so the company, which was a huge, huge national company, uh, ended up with very, very little. All they had left was a banana stand. That's, oh man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All the money's in the banana stand. <laughs> so I think I'm next. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And I, and I love this one. I'll take this one. Uh, y'all y'all probably don't have as good a memory of this as, as I do. Uh, Ewing Oil from Dallas. The entire series Dallas was based around the Ewing family and, and the fact that they lived in, in Dallas on a ranch called South Fork and had a huge uh, oil company, Ewing Oil. Uh, that was started back in the 1930s. So it was always family-owned and operated, resulting in the family members having tremendous power and influence and wealth and also being a bunch of jerks. (laughs) They were terrible to each other. It was really fun to watch on a weekly basis, I think every Friday night. Uh, David really loves this show. If you haven't heard about it, Delos, Delos uh, Incorporated is the is the big bad corporation in Westworld, and they of course they, they do all sorts of really really uh, questionable crap with human beings and with robots. That uh, it's very negative, but they also <laughs> <laughs> the show kind of went to pot after season two. So, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the list. <laughs> I bet our listeners were thinking this was a pop culture only episode. <laughs> this is the list that never ends. Okay. Introductory of bankruptcy. Bankruptcy helps people who can no longer pay their debts get a fresh start by liquidating assets to pay their debts or by creating a repayment plan. 
bankruptcy laws also protect financially troubled businesses. Uh, oh, okay, cool. So uh, I can't pay anymore. I'm going to file bankruptcy, right? Okay. So there are very strict uh, tests. It's called the means test. There is a test ab about how much income you have versus your unavoidable expenses that you have on a monthly basis and whether or not that will qualify you for bankruptcy. So you can't just go in and file bankruptcy all willy-nilly just because you owe credit card companies a, a couple of bucks and you don't want to pay them anymore. It's not something to take lightly. You it, really need to think about it. It absolutely <laughs> is not something to take uh, lightly. But I did work for a judge. My first job out of college or out of law school was for working for a bankruptcy judge. And that judge, one of the sayings that I heard him say the most was, bankruptcy is a tool for the honest but unfortunate debtor who needs a fresh start. So the idea was it's for honest people who have gotten themselves into, into debt trouble and they just need a fresh start and it, bankruptcy would provide that to them. I like that because there are certain situations where someone would never be able to pay back. Medical debt. Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge cause of bankruptcy filings is medical debt. And that's really not, it's not like somebody's going out there and going, hey, I'm going to charge up a bunch of money at a hospital. Usually you went to the hospital because you were sick. Something so. yeah, unfortunate Yeah, happened. I like that definition because it doesn't vilify the people immediately. Yeah. No. Because there is a stigma with bankruptcy. It's like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. They're, they're right. Frauds. You're right. There is. Yeah. It's, we go back to Monopoly. Monopoly mm -hmm. has put this in our brain. Like you are a bad person or it's kind of one of those like, oh, they just took the easy way out. No, they didn't. Like, there's probably a reason why. A bankruptcy case normally begins with the debtor filing a petition with the bankruptcy court. Mm -hmm. A petition may be filed by an individual, by spouses together, or by a corporation or other entities. Yes. And so, I mean, yeah, you talked about with a personal, like a, a normal person thing, like it may be medical, but with businesses, you know, it could be a combination of different things that could happen that... You know, maybe they grew too fast or something happened there or bad deals or something like that, that they may need to file bankruptcy. And obviously at a corporation level, when they file bankruptcy, like it's, you know, that's, that's definitely sending an image out. I think it was like Pier One or somebody recently, like mm. they had to file bankruptcy yeah. and, and I know everybody's like, oh, well, they're gone. Like not necessarily like... With companies and with people, just filing bankruptcy doesn't in and of itself mean that the person or the bank or the company is is just going to disappear. <laughs> that, that would be kind they of scary. They go to scary. the island, like that lost like island, Like debtor's right? <laughs> prison. You know, back, I don't think that we ever had debtor's prisons over here. My history is a little foggy on that. But in England back in the day, you they had debtor's prisons. And if you owed a, a bunch of money that you couldn't repay, you would get thrown into prison. So that was really kind of literally poof, you're gone if you owe this money. Bankruptcy doesn't work that way over here. We have codified laws that protect you from your creditors after you file and so on and so forth. A company that files bankruptcy could go away. Uh, that would be if if they liquidated and mm -hmm. sold off all their assets. But uh, they, they could also restructure their debt and repay their creditors and continue to operate as a successful business. There have been some some companies that have filed for bankruptcy and then end up coming out the other side smelling like a rose. And I mean, bankruptcy is something that is on your credit score, so it stays with you. Yes. Um, there are some jobs that you can't work at if you have bankruptcy on your record. So that's, that's again, where it's make sure you go through the hoopla of, is this right for you? Is this the best option? Because it's not something that's just going to, it, it will stay with you. Because I think it rolls off your credit score after... It depends on the chapter, but 10 years is... Uh, let, 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 let's get into the types and we okay. can 
we can talk about the different types and, and the effects that they can oh, have. Oh, yep. Sorry, credit. I jumped ahead. I see it's on the credit score there. Yeah. So there are actually more than three types of bankruptcy, but we're, I think, only going to cover, uh, at least in detail, we're only going to cover the what I consider the main three. I think what most people would consider the main three. So the main three types of bankruptcy, they're called chapters. Side note, because I'm not sure if this is on the outline. If you ever had to consider filing bankruptcy, filing for bankruptcy, don't try and do it yourself. This is a <laughs> highly specialized legal industry where it really requires an attorney who knows what they're doing to do it. Um, and and I'm not I'm not advertising us. Again, we are we are pro helping people financially succeed. We are not advocating for bankruptcy at all. But there are attorneys out there that do this and do it well and can help you. Do not try and do it yourself. But uh, like you you hear our podcast and go, well, no, I can file bankruptcy. No, 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 no. Okay, so three types of bankruptcy. They're called chapters. The, each of the three types is called a chapter. There's chapter seven, chapter eleven, and chapter thirteen. So um, I'll just go over, I'll go over chapter seven. Chapter seven is sort of the, the big daddy of them. That, that's liquidation. You basically, when you file chapter seven, you're filing with the court and basically saying, I don't make enough money to pay all of the expenses that I have and pay off all of these debts. And like I said earlier, you have to pass a, a means test to even be able to file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. But if you can pass the means test and you file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy, a trustee is appointed by the bankruptcy judge. And that trustee basically takes over most of your property, uh, a, a, lot of your, a lot of your property, especially real estate, but even personal property, highly expensive, you know, jewelry and so forth, and then sells it all to pay to your creditors. So you are literally, as a person, liquidated. With the exception of some personal items that you get to keep, you are, everything that you own is liquidated so that the trustee can pay your creditors. You're just wiped clean. Yeah. After you file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy, I can't remember for sure what the time limit is, but like after you filed once, if you get, if you file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy, trustee gets all your stuff, sells all your stuff, pays whatever it can to your creditors. Even if you have $100,000 in debt and you only have property that's worth $10,000 and the trustee sells your property for $10,000, it divides that $10,000 up between your creditors who you owe $100,000. After it does that, if the court grants you a discharge, then basically the court is saying, okay, creditors, you've gotten all you're going to get. We are giving him a discharge, which means we are wiping out the rest of his debt. You are now debt-free. But once you've filed for bankruptcy and received that discharge, I don't think you can file for bankruptcy again for another eight years, but it also is going to stay on your credit report for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So you, you get that zero balance. You're good. You get a fresh start, just like the judge says. You, your debt is wiped out. You're, you're ready to go. But you're not going to have any any credit, really, to speak of yeah. for a long time. So for, it's going to be hard to buy a house, buy cars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, even we've credit talked cards, about, yeah, yeah you, you're, you're going to have trouble getting credit cards. You might have trouble finding an apartment if you don't mm -hmm. already have a place that you're staying, you know, because apartments can look at your credit score. It can really have a negative impact on you, but at least you're debt free. If you can stay debt free and earn money and have a place to live, then you can live that out. And eventually you can build your credit score back up. So that's chapter seven. Crazy to me that like somebody would file for seven and then have to file again. Bankruptcy is intended for the honest but unfortunate debtor, but that doesn't mean that's the only person, that's the only type <laughs> of person or, or company that uses it. Yeah, I would be like, if 
okay, you're a repeat offender here. Like, come on. Okay, chapter 13. This is the repayment plan. And it's basically reorganizing your debt. Okay, so again, if somebody's looking at this one, we need to probably go backwards and see, could that debt consolidation that we talked about last episode, could that be a better option? And we don't have to go all the way to chapter 13. So the court approves a monthly payment plan so you can pay back a portion of your unsecured debt. And so the unsecured would be like the credit cards, maybe medical bills, things like that. And all your secured debt, you know, the house, cars, something like that over a period of three to five years. So you're able to really then work with the court, set up that repayment plan for three to five years at a set amount. And the monthly amounts depend on your income. So again, here comes that means test and the amount of debt you have. But the court also gets to put you on a strict budget and check all your spending. Okay, so instead of you having me pester you, if you came to us and I'm your accountability partner and checking in on your budget and spending, you got a judge. <laughs> I don't know if it's the actual judge, but you probably you've court people who are making sure you are sticking to your budget. You probably, I mean, at that point, you feel like you've got a parole officer because you're having to check in with them on what you're doing. And you should also know that chapter 13 bankruptcy stays on your credit report for seven years and you can't file for it again until after two years. So the big, big difference between chapter 13 and chapter seven is chapter 13 is more of a, a pay what you can. Uh, if you can't qualify for Chapter 7, you can still qualify for Chapter 13 as long as you haven't filed within the within the time limit. You can file for Chapter 13. Now, it may be that basically based on your means, they think you can pay off all of your debt within five years with the, with the proper pay, payment plan. And if that's the case, then all your creditors get paid. Great. Boom. Bob's your uncle. You're done. But... Um, if for some reason they they think that you can't pay off your creditors, then whatever your creditors get over the course of that next five years, because repayment plans are based on a five year period. If you don't pay them everything that you owe them in the next five years, but you pay you stick to your plan and pay them whatever you agreed to pay them, then at the end of that five years, again, you receive a discharge, which means your debt is zero, and you know you can go on about your merry way. Now, the thing is, during that time, while you're in that five-year period making that repayment, if you wanted to go buy a car or a, 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 you know any sort of major items, anything like that, you've got to get judge approval. Mm -hmm. And uh, that can be tough. Yeah, for sure. And then the next is Chapter 11, a.k.a. Large Reorganization. And like the name states, it's for businesses or organizations. Uh, it's for them to reorganize, right? Businesses come up with this plan of how they're going to continue to operate the company while paying off their debt. And the kicker is both the court and the creditors have to approve of this. Yeah. So this is a type of bankruptcy like Waystar, Roy, Co. would use. Anybody yeah. off our list, right? Yeah. Large yeah, Reorganization. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the gist of it. Um, a, a corporation could also liquidate which you know, if you if you wanted to liquidate you would liquidate under chapter 7 so they could they could also file a chapter 7 but chapter 11 is typically for large organizations corporations and so forth and basically you come up with you go hey guys yeah we're in real bad financial trouble but we've got a plan to fix it and you present that plan to the judge and your creditors and if they say like okay yeah we'll let it slide then you can <laughs> keep going court you said there's a ton of different ones um we do have a couple of them listed on here that we're going to go into detail on but uh, chapter 12 is the family farmers mm -hmm. 
chapter 15 used in foreign cases, and chapter 9 is municipalities. Yeah, if you're a city, you can file for bankruptcy. That's crazy. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, how many cities have you heard of that have actually filed for bankruptcy? I can't I, think of one off the top of my mind. Yeah, I can't think of... The only city I can think of that's filed for bankruptcy is actually Detroit, and I'm pretty sure that was in RoboCop. <laughs> that's so funny you say that, because I was about to say, like, if, if one came to mind, it'd be Detroit. <laughs> Yeah. Which is terrible uh, if they yeah. have those yeah. about the city. But I, know, I don't know. I picture like small towns, but I feel like they may just get gobbled up by the town next to them then or something like that. Heck, we'll throw Flint, Michigan in there while we're at it. Okay, so advantages. We're really poor Detroit. <laughs> poor we're Michigan. just dogging yeah. Michigan. <laughs> advantages and disadvantages of filing for bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Advantages. Okay. Elimination of unsecured debt. Protection from creditor harassment. Once you file for bankruptcy, there is something called the automatic stay, which is automatic. As soon as you file your petition, the automatic stay is put in place. And any creditor that harasses you to pay off your your debts after that automatic stay has gone in place, they can get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they are actually, by, by acting to try and collect their debt outside of the bankruptcy court, they are acting in contempt of... The court and and contempt of the automatic stay, so they can get in trouble. So that does that is a legitimate protection. If you're being harassed by creditors, that is a big reason that some people file for bankruptcy is to get that creditor harassment to stop. Well, and on that, spam has gotten really bad, and people taking advantage of people have gotten really bad. And so, if someone is calling you, I'm thinking of a case that uh, Court and I helped a client out with that this school kept calling saying you owe this debt you know and he's like I I've graduated 10 years ago like I paid all my stuff it's paid off and push into those if you really if somebody's calling saying you owe money and they're threatening and they're harassing like you are allowed you have a right to require paperwork to you know get all of that before you just pass over your payment information but too many people it's like hey you owe this money and you may be busy and you're like oh okay yeah sure and then that's where you get hacked and people get your information or they get, they just get that payment and you've paid it off and you really didn't have that debt. So I, that's just a side note about like, creditors and you think about going to collections. And I know that I went to the doctor's office the other day and they said, oh, well, you have a $50 bill that you haven't paid. And I was like, I just paid like a $500 bill the other day and I've been next door at PT every, like two days a week. What are you talking about? And they're like, oh, well, it's in collections. I'm like, What? <laughs> And they're like, oh, so don't freak out about that stuff because they had an old bill that they had never sent me. Oh. And I'm like, I've paid the last four bills that have been sent after that. Did you not look into that? So just push back on people. That's that's my takeaway with that. Like ask questions because of course, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take your card. I'm like, yeah, don't talk about sending me to collections. Shut up. No. Push back and don't click on unknown links. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so next advantage, a fresh start. We've mentioned that. Then after a fresh start, uh, you've got the ability to keep certain assets. Like I said, some of your some of your personal items and up to whatever your homestead exemption is, you get to keep. So you you may not lose your house and so forth. And then finally, time frame. The, the a bankruptcy can be completed relatively quickly depending on what type you file. Like I said, if you file a thirteen, then you're you're at a minimum you're probably going to be going for three years, and usually people go for five. And then if you file a seven, it can be finished pretty quickly if you cooperate and they can sell all your assets really quickly. But I am familiar with a bankruptcy that's going on right now that's been that's been going on for, I think, almost three years. So they also can last. And that's a chapter seven. So they also can last a while. 
But um, there are also disadvantages to a bankruptcy. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. And what, the first one is what we've talked about. It negatively impacts your credit score. Yeah, I think that's the most obvious. Yeah. If you go back to our credit score episode, like that is a super important number that sticks with you that you are going to need for the rest of your life so much. And if you file for bankruptcy, it takes a lot of time and dedication to build that back mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Loss of assets. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, if you have to get to this point, you're, you're losing that precious car you love and that house and, you know, grandma's jewelry, all of that. It's gone. Again, I think this is something that we've really hit on today, but another one uh, is, is that social stigma. And I, I don't think that under every circumstance, it's necessarily fair that there is a social stigma. Some people are really genuinely just honest but unfortunate debtors. But there is a social stigma, and that's not going to go away just because you feel like, you know, you didn't really deserve the, the situation you're in. That That's just the way other humans are act, reacting to you and to the fact that you filed bankruptcy. And that can be difficult for somebody to deal with. Blame Monopoly. It has Indeed. Been, it has been, it's been brainwashed. It's all Monopoly's fault. Yep, totally. <laughs> um, legal fees, obviously, as court said, you know, you don't need to try this by yourself. You've got to get a strong legal team behind you so that you get what is best for you. Because obviously, like, you could end up filing the wrong form of bankruptcy and then be in even a bigger mess. And it could have been like, what if you could have done the repayment plan one instead of the liquidation one. And so you could have saved yourself that heartache of not having to liquidate your house and car. So, I mean, that's, yeah, but it's going to be expensive to have someone who knows what they're doing. You've got to pay them for their time, their efforts, their knowledge and education they've had all these years. You've got to pay for. So yeah, expensive. And it's then, expensive to file for bankruptcy, which is kind of crazy to think about is, that. Yeah. yeah, but it is. I think an obvious result of your credit score falling is this last one, which is um, limited access to credit. You, your credit score is going to be down. People aren't going to be giving you credit left and right um, after you file for bankruptcy. Um, so what do you do instead? Uh, well, be financially responsible to start. I mean, you know, and even if you are financially responsible, sometimes you may hit upon a rough spot. That's not your fault. Uh, if that happens, you can look into debt consolidation. The whole reason we did this bankruptcy episode is because we just did a debt consolidation episode like last week. So uh, debt consolidation is an option. You go to credit counseling and get help there. Uh, do a debt settlement with your creditors. Instead of filing for bankruptcy, contact your creditors directly or through a representative and see if they'll negotiate a settlement of that debt so that you can pay them directly and not have the bankruptcy on your record. Those are all options, but obviously also your financial professionals are there to help you get through what you can what you can and cannot afford. And so if you find yourself in a situation where you have some debt and you're not sure what to do about it, I think the first place you start is with that financial advisor. If you've got somebody who's acting as a financial fiduciary for you, then you can go to them and say, hey, look, I've got this debt. I've got this, this problem. It's really starting to hurt me. And a, a good financial planner can help you come up with a budget to help you make those payments, to help you pay off all of those creditors, and to, to get out of that debt, and then to build for your future. I mean, building off of that, the whole time you're talking about this, this is why we preach to people of the emergency fund, mm -hmm. because life is going to happen. You cannot predict. You do not have a crystal ball that's going to tell you you're going to have a major medical something happen or you're going to lose your job. So that's why we preach to people, 
have that emergency fund because life is going to happen. That is a guarantee. Life is going to smack you in the face. So you need to do what you can to prepare. And so that's kind of laying the groundwork so that you don't have to go through debt consolidation or talk about bankruptcy. And yes, I know that's easier said than done, but try and just do something, even if you, you know, a couple of bucks a month or something, put it aside for a life happens. That's such a good point, Katie. It all starts with planning for things that haven't happened to you yet. And so you you have that safety net beneath you that you you are confident in when something does happen that you, that that you'll be prepared for it. You know, that's almost a glaring thing to to not talk about. Well, and it's I mean, unfortunately, we're having a lot of people we're talking to and coming off of again, there's going to be books written about the COVID years of the economy because we're still dealing with that, but there are a lot of corporations that are in trouble and they're having to cut a lot of people. FedEx is going through it a lot. I talked to a client the other day who works for Gap headquarters and they're having to cut and trim the fat. And so all these people are nervous. Am I going to lose my job? Am I not? And again, I'm like, that's why we built that emergency fund. Yes. I hope you don't have to use it, but that is why we tell you to do that because yeah, our job as financial professionals is to help you foresee whatever could happen and plan today for that. You know, I think that that's as good an ending point as ever. Uh, <laughs> listen, guys, if you've been listening to us and you heard us mention chapter 12, chapter 15, chapter nine, and you want to hear, you're just clamoring for us to talk more about bankruptcy. <laughs> uh, that's too bad. Uh, we're just not going to do it. Uh, but this should hopefully give you an overview. If you want more information about bankruptcy, then talk to a bankruptcy professional, which we're not. We're about helping you Avoid it. Financially succeed. Yeah, attacking the problem up front before you get <laughs> yeah. to this step. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But there you go. There, that, That's the information in a nutshell. Do you want to nutshell it more, Katie? Do you want to give that bullseye? No, I mean, I think the bullseye is, uh, guys, we made it. 150 episodes. I think that's really exciting. You know, I'm going to stretch this a little bit, but uh, there's been hard moments with this because life has gotten in the way, you know, whether it's any of us personally or business wise, and it's been hard to, you know, rally and get back into this. But I know that all of us are learning a ton from doing this, from talking, um, telling you guys all about this stuff. And I hope it's really making a difference. I've heard a lot of people reach out to us and have listened to old episodes or things like that. But I'm just excited to do this. We're going to we're going to keep doing it as long as you guys want to listen to us. So, um, yeah. Let's uh, go I, celebrate. Let's celebrate. And um, Court's going to say it on the end. But seriously, if if you want to be a guest on a show, reach out to us. If you have a topic that we haven't touched on, reach out to us. Because we want to give you what y'all want to listen to. And we're just going to keep coming up with stuff that impacts us and that pops into our head. So, Give us some information. That old phone company motto, reach out and touch someone. <laughs> that didn't age well. I don't well. think they can do that no. anymore. <laughs> that did not That's age well. That's a little wrong. Oh, ladies, there's the closing bell. Ladies. 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 Ladies night. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite podcast subscription service and sign up to have our podcast delivered directly to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, and Cameron, please feel free to go to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. You can read about us there. You can check out our bios. You can access some of our uh, episodes there. 
And you can also drop a comment. As Katie said, if you want to suggest a topic that you'd like to hear more about, then that is the perfect place to do it. You could also do it on Twitter. We do have a Twitter handle that is at Bullcast Podcast. And if you go to that website and you see pictures of us and you just want to see more, we've got an Instagram handle where we post pictures and that handle is at Bullcast Podcast as well. We also have a Facebook fan page. So if you want to check that page out, it is Bullcast the Podcast on Facebook. And finally, we are financial professionals. We've mentioned probably to you a million dozen times over the last 150 episodes that we work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about that company, find out about us, our amazing team, and our boss, David Pickler. Please feel free to go to that website. That is PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what that was from Katie, but it was amusing. That's why I'm chuckling. For now, I've given you plenty to go on with. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. Let's go get some drinks. Ding Yay. dong. We out. We out.